Hello my little angels, come on in, make yourself at home, get nice and cosy. I'm your host Em and welcome to Heart to Heart, the voice note edition podcast. Come on in, come on in, how are you, how are you, how's your week been, what have you been up to? I was actually speaking to my friend about this the other day and I say it all the time on here, I've probably mentioned it every week and nothing ever changes but I feel like I need to get out in the world because when people ask me, what have you been up to this week? I've never got anything to tell them apart from doing my podcast, doing my YouTube and being a mum, which by the way, I absolutely love all of those things. But I just kind of feel like I don't do anything else. And is that sad? I don't know. I still love it though. Can anyone relate to that? Please tell me if you do, because maybe I'm just a saddle who doesn't leave the house. I don't know. (laughs) So today is actually my 28th birthday and I just cannot believe that I'm 28. And I know that I say it all of the time, but I literally remember being seven or eight, being in the playground at primary school, loving my life and not having a care in the world. And now I am 28, mother to an almost three-year-old. I think it's a bit of a crazy reminder that whether you're happy, whether you're sad, whether you feel like you've got pressure on you, you've got stress, you've got a hundred different things to do, life goes on with or without you, no matter what you go through. You guys know that I absolutely love to reflect, whether that be on my day, my week, my month, my year, things that went well, things that didn't go well. I'm just always reflecting and I think especially the older that I get and obviously I'm in this season of wanting to be better all of the time and wanting to be a better mum, a better human, a better partner, like just better in all aspects of my life. I am never someone that's like, okay, things are fine now. I always want to push to the next level and get better. And that is why I wanted to talk about my little confidence journey today. So I just wanted to share with you guys my little confidence journey, things I do every day, lessons I've learned about confidence and things I incorporate all the time into my life to make sure that I'm feeling the way that I want to feel. I think confidence is a really difficult one because I think a lot of people assume if you're not confident when you're younger, you will never be confident. I honestly think there is so much comfort in knowing that if you're not confident at the moment, you can be, but you've got to work on it. So that is what I want to share with you guys today. So I thought I would share with you guys my top 12 things that I have done to build my confidence. I know that 12 is a really random number, but I've just been thinking about this a lot recently and thinking about what I feel has gotten me to the place that I am now. And funnily enough, it's 12 things. To be honest, it's probably more than that, but that's kind of what I came up with when I was planning this episode. So number one is positive self-talk. You guys know I'm a massive fan of affirmations and just speaking to yourself in a kind way my beautiful little angels, we've got to stop putting ourselves down. And by the way, before I even get into all of this stuff, right, I need you to know that I am still working on this all of the time. I have not gotten to the point where I'm like, woohoo, I'm confident now. Fuck it. Let's just forget all about it. No, this is stuff that I'm working on all the time, every day. 
every minute of the day, right? I am nowhere near where I want to be and I would never want this to come across like, you've just got to be like me and you'll be confident. Absolutely not. Please don't be like me. I'm a fucking mess and we all know it. (laughs) I really just do not think we deserve to put ourselves down all the time. We may not be perfect, but we're fucking amazing. We've just got to stop with the negative self-talk. We don't deserve it. We don't need it. Life is hard enough and you've been horrible to yourself, it's never going to make you feel any better. It'll only make you feel worse. The same thing with the affirmations that I tell you guys about all the time. When you start doing positive affirmations like I am powerful, I am strong, I am beautiful, I am loved, when you start doing that, you will not believe it. You'll be like, what the fuck am I doing? This is embarrassing. This is cringy. This is stupid. But I promise you, if you keep going with it, it'll become second nature. Like, I just wake up all the time now and I say it in my head. And it's not like an arrogance thing. It's that I know that I am these things. I know that I'm kind. I know that I'm strong. I know that I'm powerful. I know I can get through anything. But you've got to practice with it, I think. But definitely, there is so much research in positive affirmations and what it actually does to you. Your mind doesn't actually know what is real or what's fake. So if you say these things to yourself, initially you'll feel weird about it, but your brain will just accept it. Number two, look within and do the work. We are all imperfect, okay? We're all struggling with something or another. And this is actually a really difficult one because when you know that you have inadequacies or you're less than perfect or you don't feel like you measure up, Holding a mirror up to your bullshit is so uncomfortable. It's so awkward, it's painful, it's uncomfortable, it's embarrassing. But let me tell you something, it's got to be done. We're all healing from things that have happened in our past and a lot of us are majorly driven by our traumas up until today. You might not even realise it, but a teacher in primary school showing you up in front of the class and asking you a question that you did not know the answer to is still driving you today. I can actually remember when I was in primary five or six, I did not know how to tell the time, right? You guys will probably know by now, if I've got no interest in something, it's like my brain doesn't allow me to learn it. And maths and numbers and anything like that like that stuff's just not for me so I was so uninterested and I remember he said if you don't get it right none of us are going for lunch and I just sat there frozen not knowing what to say not knowing what to do and I just sat there like well I've failed and honestly up until now if I don't know an answer to something I will feel that fear inside of me. I remember going to high school and being put in a mask group and I just did not know what the hell was going on and again same situation he asked me about it and I just didn't know and I was so embarrassed and I think from then on I've just not allowed myself to like care about maths or even learn about it because it's almost like that's where the trauma is and that's where the uncomfortable stuff is so I've almost just not allowed myself to learn about it I feel like I've just had a revelation with that because I think that really explains why I struggle with it but yeah like I was saying those things still control me today if I do not know the answer to something I still feel that pain inside of me that's like well I can't say it because I'm gonna get it wrong 
But yeah, going back to what I was saying, our traumas drive us even today. And the reason we are the way we are is because of everything we've been through. I think we're all broken in some way, but we don't have to stay there. It's up to us. We get to choose. So number three is all about me knowing who I am and what I bring to the table. There is so many things in life that I'm absolutely shit at, but what I know that I'm good at is relating to people and communicating with people and making them feel like they're not alone. That is like my whole goal in life. Like I just do not want people to feel like they're struggling on their own. I want people to know that there is people here for them and I'm one of those people. I think in life you've got to know what you're good at and you've got to know what you're bad at similarly to what I just said a minute ago and it's so okay for you to say do you know what I'm actually really good at that thing and I think for me I know that I relate to people on such a deep level like I really hate the whole surface level bullshit thing like I want to have deep connections with people and deep conversations and kind of go to places that other people don't go to so yeah I just know who I am I know that I'm kind I know that I'm strong I know that I'm powerful I know that I'm here to support people and I know that I bring that to the table and it's so funny to me that in this day and age if you say that you're good at something people almost think oh well she loves herself she's arrogant like Who made up the rule that we've got to hate ourselves to be good in life? Absolutely not. Number four, self-belief. Honestly, I would probably say that self-belief for me has been the biggest thing in me building my confidence because the thing is, right, I have gotten to a place where I do not look to anyone else to believe in me and that can sound a little bit sad at times, But in this life, you've only got you. And if you sit around waiting for people to believe in you in order for you to have the courage to go for something, you're going to be waiting a really, really long time. The only person that's got to believe in you is you. It's all good and well other people believing in you. That is amazing. But their belief is never going to push you into doing the thing. And I know that we've probably all got that story of a family member who doesn't believe in us and we're going to show them that we can do that. Don't get me wrong, I do have a little bit of that, but I just know that whether they believe in me or not has got nothing to do with whether I'm able to do that thing. I think when you get to that place where you genuinely don't care if people approve of you or not is such a magical place to be. And the really good thing about self-belief is you can 100% build on it. You could start from having no self-belief to feeling like you're unstoppable. And I truly believe that we all are unstoppable. We can do whatever we put our mind to. I really, really believe that. So number five, this one is very terrifying at times, but it's being willing to put myself in situations where I'm uncomfortable. So that could be meeting a person for the first time it could be going to a concert on your own it could be going to a banking appointment it could be starting at a gym class it could be going live on social media whatever that may be for you you always feel that little sense of oh do I really need to do this thing and that is because your brain is always trying to convince you to stay in your comfort zone Your brain does not want you to grow as a person, okay? It just doesn't. It wants you to stay in your comfort zone where you know that it's all safe and cosy and it does not want you to get out of that. 
But the thing that I've realised with this is, for me, it's always before doing the thing that I'm most anxious. When I'm doing the thing, I'm completely fine, completely confident. And after it, I'm like fucking buzzing that I did that. I'm so happy I did that. And you get that little confidence boost, don't you? You're like, yes, I'm amazing. I knew I could do it, right? But for me, it's beforehand. And that's the whole thing with anxiety anxiety really is fear of the unknown. Basically, that's where it comes from. If you're anxious, it's because you don't know what's going to happen, right? I think a little bit of anxiety can be useful at times. When I get anxious, that's even more of a reminder to myself that I've got to do that thing because I wouldn't feel that way if I didn't feel a little bit threatened. And I feel that when you feel a little bit threatened in terms of pushing yourself and then you do push yourself... I kind of feel like it's another thing added to your toolkit of, right, I thought I couldn't manage that and I did and now I'm here and I feel so much better now that I've done it. So I definitely think doing things that you're uncomfortable to do really, really helps with confidence. I mean, I would say it's one of the most important things for me anyway, because it's just that thing of, I didn't think I could do it and I've done it and now look at me. And you take that into everything else that you do. Number six, having a good attitude. Don't get me wrong, there's a couple of days every now and again that I don't have a good attitude and I'm pissed off at the world and I'm angry with the world and I'm like, what's the point even doing anything? But generally, 98, 99% of the time, I have a good attitude. I would definitely say that I am someone that's got quite high standards and that can be a good thing but it can also be a bad thing. So when you meet those expectations, great, but see when you don't, very, very difficult. Like the stories you tell yourself, really difficult to get through. But I think when you do have those high standards in everything that you do, it can almost push you to have a good attitude because you know that you're doing that thing because you enjoy it and you know that when you do it, you'll get so much happiness from it because it's something you actually care about. So for me, when I'm doing this podcast and my YouTube Obviously, I'm not perfect. I've got a long, long way to go. But I would like to think that my passion and my love for it shines through. For example, I love my podcast and my YouTube and I hope that the love for it shines through. I am quite regularly up at like half three, four o'clock doing this podcast and YouTube thing to make sure that I can get them uploaded in time. But I think that just goes back to the good attitude thing and the good work ethic and knowing that no matter what you're putting your heart and soul into, it's got to be something that you're so passionate about. Number seven, knowing that everything will always work out no matter what happens. Whether that be good or bad, it doesn't matter. We have no control over some things and that is quite hard, (laughs) especially when you're a bit of a control freak, shall we say. But I just always have faith and again this goes back to the days where I was really struggling and I just had to hold on to it that it was going to work out and to be honest everything always does work out even if you feel like it's not it always is but yeah I talk about that one all of the time so I'm not going to add any more to it than that. Number eight is all about being more honest about how I truly feel. I used to be someone who would mask things 
I would shy away, I would kind of blend into the background, I wouldn't want to cause anyone any problems and I just felt like I didn't really have much of an opinion on anything. I would just generally hide how I felt, whereas now I am so open about things. If you came to me and you were like, how are you really feeling? I would be like, I would just tell you straight up. Whereas before, I kind of always felt like I was in the way and that by me being honest about my feelings brought everyone else down. So after a while and building up my own confidence, I realised, do you know what? People love honesty. People love vulnerability, which is why I think you guys really love this podcast because all I ever do on here is speak about how I truly feel and talk from the heart. And I know a lot of you guys say you can relate to every episode, which I'm so grateful for, by the way. Thank you so much. And that within itself helps to build my confidence. I am just someone who is really open, really vulnerable. I could come on here crying like I have before and I wouldn't feel like I'm being judged because I know that you guys know who I am. But generally, just being really honest and upfront and knowing that I'm a human and that everyone goes through things and everyone has days where they don't feel good. When you're fragile and when you have really bad days and you share it with someone, you show them that it's okay for them to feel that way too. And that is so powerful. I think there's so many people now, especially on social media, people only post what they want you to see. And they could be having the worst day and they'll still put a selfie of them smiling. And you think they're having the best time or they're living their best life. And actually they could be really struggling, but because you don't see that, you don't know. Number nine is something that I've really gotten into this year. And it's all about setting good habits. I really see this as a priority now and something that is so important. I just know that for me to have a good day, I've got to get up early, most of the time before everyone else. I've got to do my skincare, I've got to do a little bit of affirmations, I've got to do my gratitude journal, I've got to do a little bit of a tidy up, I've got to get myself ready for the day and then I can be my best self. When I literally have a lion, which by the way is like half seven, eight o'clock at an absolute push, I feel at my worst because I literally feel like I've just been thrown into the day and because my mind is quite overactive I never wake up and don't have a hundred thoughts going through my head at the one time. I am always, I need to do that, 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 that today and I need to do it now and that is just how my brain works. I'm calm within myself but my mind always just feels like it's racing all of the time and that is quite difficult when you've woken up and you've got to just go straight away. So for me, just waking up and having that bit of me time, or even going to bed early and listening to my music to help me fall asleep, it's just so helpful for me to do that. And I think when you know what helps you to get through the day, your life becomes so much better. It's like that little self-love toolkit I was telling you guys about a few weeks ago now, When you know what works for you and what keeps you feeling your best self and you do those things all of the time, you're going to feel good. It's when we stop doing things that we love that we start to struggle. Just taking time for you is so powerful and I know I talk about it all the time but it's so true. You need you time. 
number 10, looking at the stories that I tell myself. So I think we all get caught up in this sometimes. I don't think there's a single person in the world that doesn't tell themselves a lovely or not so lovely little story that is very, very untrue. For example, if I've got five cleaning tasks to do in a day and I don't get around to doing them all and I start telling myself that I'm lazy or I'm a failure or that I can't keep up with things, that is a story and it's a negative one. And these little stories that we tell ourselves can control so much of what we do and just so much of our headspace. Thankfully, this is something that I don't do as much as what I used to. But yeah, I think we all tell ourselves the little stories and they can really dent your confidence. When I'm going through a moment like that where I maybe don't get the washing done or I forget to pay a bill or I forget to cancel a subscription, which by the way, I do all the bloody time. And then the negative self-talk comes in or I start telling myself, oh, you just can't keep on top of anything, can you? That was a really simple task and you forgot to do it and now you've fucked it up. When I do that, it's a case of taking a step back and being like, am I really a failure? Is my whole day really going to be ruined because I forgot to do that? I don't think so. Give yourself a little bit of space. Give yourself some time. You're not the worst person in the world because you forgot to do something putting things into perspective and not catastrophizing about a situation is so helpful and that really really helped my confidence because it reminded me that do you know what em you're human it's okay to be forgetful at times it's not the end of the world no one's died hun Number 11, keep my circle tight. And I always feel that that sounds a little bit dickish or like dramatic, but I just think it's true. You do not need anyone in your life who doesn't align with who you want to be. There will be so many people in your life who will come along and who will maybe just not be on your wavelength in terms of what you want in a friend. And I think that's okay. Not everyone that's in your life is going to be for you. I spoke about this last week too. Some people come into your life very much for themselves and for their own benefit. And I think it's important to know that they're probably not trying to hurt you. They've probably just got unmet needs and they're trying to get that from you because they see something in you that they don't have. Some people just aren't meant to stick around forever and I think that's fine. But I really do believe in only having people in your life that you trust wholeheartedly and you know that are there for you and that have got your best interests at heart. And finally, number 12. This is really random, but I've got written down, the law of attraction is real. (laughs) I think I must have got distracted there because that's literally all it says. But I think where I was going with that is I came across the law of attraction probably about four or five years ago, maybe more actually, and honestly, it changed my life. It goes back to the whole everything happens for a reason, there's no coincidences, what you think about manifests, all of that kind of thing, right? It just gave me so much confidence in knowing that, do you know what? Humans are so fucking powerful and we really, really are. I don't actually know like the correct scientific explanation for it, but human beings, we actually have enough electricity and energy inside of our body to light a building up. Do you know that? Like how crazy is that? And I just think we majorly 
underestimate ourselves and what we're capable of and when you start learning about the law of attraction and the science behind it and all of this stuff you really realize that you can do anything and that you're here to do amazing things you're not here by chance you're here because you've got a mission to complete and that is what I love so much about the law of attraction. I'm actually going to do an episode about it and I've not forgotten about the feminine and masculine energy episode either. I just feel like they take a little bit more planning than these kind of episodes. If you want to learn all about the law of attraction, I would definitely recommend reading The Secret and then after that The Greatest Secret and I think it just gives you comfort in knowing that you are able to create what you want to create, but you've got to believe it. So my beautiful little angels, that is the end of episode 13, baby. Number 13. Oh my God. Oh my God. That is so exciting to me. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you've got any topics in mind that you would love me to cover, please do not hesitate to let me know about it. I would love to do it. You can email us at hello underscore heart to heart at outlook.com or you can say hello on Instagram. Our handle is heart to heart underscore official. Or if you want to come say hi to little old me, you can do so by searching for me at Emilia Bell underscore. Apart from that, thank you so much for your time. As you guys know, I'm so grateful that you choose to spend your time with me. Honestly, it means the whole world. Speak to you guys next week. Bye. Love you.